Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation Podcast. This is episode 295. Five away from 300, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we go on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. As a reminder, this is a video podcast as well, which you can watch the show if you prefer over at our YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed to that. Share it with all your friends. And for new and or longtime listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support the show at a $1 level. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome to become a $1 patron and get a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail. And we'll give you a shout-out on the show. This episode, sometimes you will get a, an episode early. We are a Wednesday podcast now. Sometimes you will get it. Say, if you're a patron subscriber, like on Monday, that didn't happen this time. And uh, I apologize for that. You're all pretty much getting the show right when it's supposed to release. But uh, we do appreciate our subscribers, and uh, we hope that you enjoy this show. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? Uh, Better than yesterday. So I'm still pretty wobbly, but just to kind of catch people up, I... Where this podcast might not even happen this week, or at least with me anyway, because I was working out yesterday morning and got up. I, I get up early and I work out before I go to work. So usually I'm up between five and six generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I got up. Everything was great. Fed the dogs, did all that nonsense. And then I went to do my morning workout about halfway through. I did some sit-ups and some like sit-up crunches things. And then I went to stand up and fell flat on my face. And uh, Jesus, did, did like, you oh, catch yourself? That's, I was like, that's fucking weird. No, I just like, literally like went to sit up and just fell down. And uh, oh I wasn't fully standing. So it's not like I like just, you know... It was like I passed out or something. It was like I went to get up on my knees to stand up and just literally fell straight down. And um, like, that's fucking weird. So then I like stood up and I picked up my weights and I did a like something else. And then I set them down. I was like, man, I don't feel right. And then I went to sit down and the whole room started spinning. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So it's like, I'm just going to sit here for a minute. I must have maybe got up too fast or something. And I sat there for a couple minutes, wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop. So finally I was just like, okay, I got up and I basically had to like hang on to the wall and stumble to get upstairs. And I got upstairs, Sarah was getting ready and my wife was getting ready in the bathroom. So I, I kind of barged in on her and she's like, what's up? I was like, I don't know. I... I'm completely dizzy. It won't go away. I can't hardly stand. And she was like, she's like, you're completely pale. You have no color to your lips. Like, so I, I, we went into the bedroom. I laid on the bed, elevated my feet and just kind of stared at the ceiling. And it all like after a minute or so, it kind of stopped. 
But then as soon as I would turn my head or try to sit up, I would just like immediately the world would start spinning and I would like almost throw up because it was just I would get nauseous. So and weird. not like not like uh, nausea was but not like I'm sick. So I'm nauseous, like motion sickness, nausea, because like the world would be spinning and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to throw up because everything is just spinning around. And uh, because I felt like when I was sat still and I'd stare at the ceiling, I felt totally normal, like there was nothing wrong with me. And then as soon as I would start to move, like everything would flip around and I would have trouble walking and everything. So after about an hour and a half, it didn't go away. So... Uh, Sarah was like, we should probably go get you checked out. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I just, at the very least, want to make sure that I'm not like, I don't have like low bro- blood pressure or something fucking, like I'm not like in shock or something weird is going on that I, I don't understand. Yeah. So, uh, but I was like, it was already at that point, it had been almost two hours. My doctor's office opened at 830 so I was like, okay. Well, I called my doctor's office when they opened up, and they were like, well, we'd have you come in, but your doctor has COVID, so they won't be in until, like, the end of the week. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck. They're like, but it sounds like you have, like, a benign vertigo. You could wait for it to go away on its own, or if you want, you could just go to, like, a, like a urgent care, or if you're really worried, you could go to the ER. And I was like, okay, well, none of that information is helpful to me. Right. I basically had all that in my own mind already. So we were just like, fuck it, let's go to urgent care. And Because I was like, I'm not, I don't want to waste, I'm one of those people where it's like, unless I'm seriously concerned that, like, I'm going to die or something, or like, I, I know that I'm seriously injured, I don't like, and I maybe this is silly, but I don't like wasting an emergency room bed. Or if I don't feel like I need it, because someone could come in and like, yeah, they 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 admit people based on severity, but let's say they're like, oh, it's slow, so let's admit Jake because he's like not dying, but he has this whatever, and he wants to get it checked out, and then like five minutes later, someone comes in with a gunshot wound, and there's not a bed left or something, and you're sitting there and with a sore throat on the floor or some shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm completely off base on this, but. Uh, plus, I just I don't love going to the emergency room anyway. Uh, it's always a nightmare. So, but I was like, I know, and I know this is very cynical of me, but urgent cares are always fucking packed Monday morning with sick people that you can catch shit from. And in my opinion, I know this is cynical, but it's probably people going to urgent care trying to get out of work. Mm. And. Because they're open all weekend. Why didn't you fucking go on Sunday? Yeah. Or Saturday? So, uh, but no, they're never busy on Saturday and Sunday, but they're always busy Monday morning. So, uh, so I go in there. I go, there's, there's, there might be more than two, but there's at least two in Meadville. And I went to the first one and we like pull in in the parking lot was packed and they don't have a very big seating area. And there was like one seat that was open in the middle of like all these people. And I was like, Sarah, I have to have a place to sit down because I'm going to fucking die if I try to stand and or I'm going to fall down. And I'm not sitting in the middle of a pack of sick people. Right. Especially with like all this resurgence of this new strain of COVID and all this stuff that I don't want to deal with. So 
let's go to the other one. So we go to the other one. There weren't that many people in there. So I'm like, oh, great. You know, maybe this will be okay. Um, I can get in. And to make a long story short, the reason why there was nobody in there is because they were scheduling appointments and people were just leaving. Mm. So they're like, we can't get you in for another couple of hours. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Put me down. We'll just go get some breakfast or something. And I'll just like lay down in the car until the appointment because we weren't going to drive all the way home and back in and all this stuff. So long story short, they're like, oh, you probably have what's called let me see if I can it's called benign paroxysmal positional vertigo which is something apparently that anybody can get and what happens is that you have all these like if you've ever seen an anatomical drawing of like the inner ear there's all these like loops and tubes and stuff that your ears made up made out of and on your inner ear, there's these three, um, these three l- loops that look like almost half circles, and they're all full of these little crystals. And those little crystals inside of those little tubes are what give you your balance. They act like your gimbal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and what can happen is as they like wear out and get tired as you age and stuff. Sometimes if you get like you jostle your head funny or you move really quickly in a certain direction, those little crystals can move out of position into one of the other tubes and it completely fucks up your sense of stabilization. So like at that point, and that's why that's why it only affects you when you're moving. If you're sitting totally still, you you don't notice it at all. You feel totally fine. But as soon as you start to move, it's like you literally stepped onto a freaking ship in the middle of a storm. Like everything is just moving all around and shit when you're trying to walk and stuff. And so I was like, okay. So I'll try to cut the story down. But basically there's no – you can't like get medicated for it. Like they can give you a treatment for – like to try to cut down on the dizziness and the nausea. It's basically like the shit they give you when you go on planes yeah. for motion sickness. Yep. Like dramamine but or whatever. The only the only way to fix it is to get those crystals realigned in your ears. And that can sometimes go away on its own. That usually will go on away on its own, but it can take days or even weeks depending on how bad it is. And but there are these exercises you can do where you like kind of move all around and rock your head and hold these weird positions and it like forces vertigo. So it's really uncomfortable. But what it's doing is it's moving all of those crystals around in your head to try to get them back where they belong. Man. And so um, so they gave me these these exercises well, they gave me the medication too in case I'm like like I really need it. The problem is the medication makes you really drowsy, so I don't want to like take it during the day and stuff. Yeah. But I uh, so I got home, I started doing some of these exercises and I took I basically took a nap when I got home because I was so wore out from just the whole experience and then I mean I basically from <sighs> from 6.30 in the morning until approximately 7 o'clock at night, not including the time that I was, I went to the doctor, I was basically just laying on my back staring at the ceiling. 
because as soon as I tried to get up and move around, like everything started spinning. I started getting nauseous. I didn't eat fucking anything all day. Um, and then, so this morning I woke up, I still, I still have it. Like I still am a little bit dizzy, but it's way better than it was yesterday. Like I was able to go to work. Like, dude, I'm not even kidding you. If I would have gotten in the car and tried to drive to work yesterday, I would have fucking died and probably <laughs> taken somebody else with me. That's how bad it was. Like the, uh, the way that I was trying to destru- describe it to someone is it's like, imagine trying to walk when you're incredibly drunk, but all of your cognitive function is totally fine. So like you're not like all fuzzy minded and you're not like all loopy and stuff. Mm. You're just like your your rational reasoning brain is totally functional, but your body is just like you're on a boat. You're stumbling all over the place. Everything is moving around underneath of you. You don't know what the fuck's going on. It is one of the most uncomfortable things that has ever happened to me that's not painful, if that makes any sense. Because it's like it's the first time ever I've ever had an experience where it's like like my body's failing me in some way. If that you know what I mean? Like where my brain works. Like you're helpless. My body's you're, yeah, you're an absolute uh at the whim of just whatever your automated processes are. This is out of your control. Right. So like it's like a tiny, itsy bitsy tiny glimpse into something like one of those lock in syndromes or something where it's like they, people lose their ability to their motor functions and stuff, even though they're cognitively capable. And it like it's mm. fucking scary. I'm not saying it's anywhere close to dealing with that because this is something that will go away. But it's just it's very unnerving. And the thing that sucks about it is that once you it's because it because it happens usually due to a deterioration, not in like a like a, not in like a, oh, you, you've got some disease or something, but like over, like as you get older, your body like ages and stuff. And so like when those tubes in your ears age, this is more likely to happen. Right. And once it happens the first time, it wears the tubes out even more and it's possible that it can happen again. It's like a dislocated so, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it's quite that bad because like when you dislocate your shoulder it's like fucked until you have it surgically repaired. that's true this isn't quite that bad but it's it's on the same kind of i think it's on the same kind of mm. spectrum if that makes any sense but a guy that i work with uh has dealt with this so that's i was crazy. texting him all day yesterday being like hey like what do i do like what have you done and he was just like here do these exercises they work really well for me and then I was talking to him this morning when I got to the office and he was like, dude, exactly what you're saying is exactly what I experienced. It's so weird. But uh, yeah, I, I, it really sucked because we had this really big show at our shop yesterday that we had planned for like months where we had all these customers coming in and I was supposed to be there to help do all this demo, all these demos and stuff. And like I had to call my boss at like, eight o'clock and be like, bro, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to fucking be there because I can't walk. And if I even tried to like stand up and talk to these people, I would probably just start barfing or fall over. And he says, and you're uh, fired. <laughs> you're fired. No, um, <laughs> that is the worst. No, I, 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 he was, uh, he was fine. You're he was fine. fine with it. 
Uh, apparently, the the show went really well without me, so I, I was good. just kind of bummed that I missed it because it was like catered and everything. So like, there's all this good food and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's my long story short, shortish for uh, what happened to me yesterday. Which is, dude, and when you when you texted me because I was like I was him hawing about texting you because I was thinking about like maybe I can. Maybe I can get over it enough that like I can get through the podcast or whatever, yeah. and then then you finally text me. You're like, "Hey, let's do this," and I was I was still just like, I felt so bad having to cancel yesterday, but it was just one of these things where. Oh, it's fun. I yeah, just, I got a hold of LJ, and he he just came back from Furnace Fest, which is a big thing down, I think, in Alabama or some of those, I don't know where it is. Some other states, huge festival. Please tell me this is a festival where they. Talk about furnaces. No, no, it's, it, I don't know why it's called Furnace Fest, but it's, it's a lot of good bands. And then your brother was like working on his deck or something. So I was just like, well, if Jay can't do it today, I'm going to come home right after work and pound out a single one by myself. And then you wrote and you said, I think maybe I can do it. And I was like, well, I'll hold off and then we'll do it. So we're recording the podcast yeah. because of that late, but, um, it's not late. Uh, we're just not recording it when we plan to record it, but you guys are getting it on time. Um, so, dude, our weekend was weird. Uh, I don't. Friday, I went and played. I took the day off and I went golfing with Keith out at uh, Spring Valley in Mercer. Have you ever played there? No. It's a really nice golf course. It was twenty bucks for nine nine holes in a cart, and it was beautiful. It's kind of narrow. It's nice. It's this time of year is really nice to go golfing because I think it's technically post season. Mm. So usually you can get pretty good rates, especially if you go during a weekday. Yeah, I couldn't believe how cheap it was. It was it was a beautiful day for golf. I played pretty decent. I sunk like a twenty three foot putt, which was awesome. And then sat, what did you say the course was called? Spring Spring Valley or Spring Hill? It's in Mercer. It's beautiful. It's a full eighteen Spring Valley golf course. Yeah, it's an eighteen uh, hole golf course. We should go there sometime. It's absolutely awesome. Um, nice. I loved it. And uh, so Saturday, One Up by Land had a concert in Meadville. And Jake, you guys showed up late to that. You missed our set, but it was a good time. There were a lot of people. Um, th- yeah, it was cool. I, I, it's always nice to go to a show that's like just a show. That's what it is. It's not like a fucking bar. Mm. It's not like a you know you're playing somebody's wedding or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a show to be a show. And a lot of people like that show up. Now, the one thing I did notice is that it was all basically old heads from Meadville oh, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Older people. But that's cool. I mean, it's cool to like kind of bring people together like that. It was in this little art gallery we have in Meadville. And um, yeah, Sarah was so upset that we missed you guys. <laughs> but because uh, um, it was in all honesty her fault we were late. But I. Uh, um, the other two bands were really good. Yeah. So. It was a good time. It was, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We opened it up, but the, the promoter got a hold of us and he was like, yo, the band from out of town, it's not right to stick them last or first because, you know, if you're first and from out of town, you're going to be probably playing to the, like not as big of a crowd. And if you're playing last, then the two locals are already done. So people are going to like, you know, get out of there. So we put them in the middle and then because Eric booked the show, I was like, yeah, dude, we'll just play first. You did all the work. We'll just go on and open things up so that was nice and then uh it was a good time too uh seven bucks at the door and the place was packed um and jake we're playing an actual show on friday with the flood josh travis's cd release show yeah so that'll be fun i'm curious i i I, this is this is uh how sad the state of 
local music is here, but I'm curious how well it will do given that there's a cover. Well, the show we had was decent, you know, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The show we just played had a cover, but then again, it's Meadville as opposed to Erie where you can go anywhere in Erie and check out a free live show, but we'll see. He's been pushing the crap out of that show, so I think it should be fun. Um, the other thing is... Is Shaner's doing the music for that? Or the yeah, song yeah for that? he's running the sound. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And then... If, hopefully, hopefully, like, worst case scenario, I might have to sit in a chair. <laughs> it's a 45-minute <laughs> set. We're not, not even, yeah, we're not even playing that long, so... Yeah. It'll be nice. Yeah. But Sunday, I... Uh, you're looking at... You're looking at... Voila, right here. The 2023... Whispering Pines Cops and Robber League Tournament Longest Putt Hole Number Nine Winner, right here. <laughs> Look at you. How long was it? Did it? Did they measure it? Uh, it was long as shit, and uh, we didn't measure it. We just we you, what you do is you step it off on the on the course, and it's and uh, you know when you play the hole, you'll see where the marker is, and then if yeah. you're if you make a putt further than that, you take the marker, you write your name under that person, you put it where you putted from. So, yeah. Um, but dude, it was like, it was one of those putts where like, I was literally looking at the green and I was like, there's no, there's no chance in hell of making this. Cause those greens are really tough. So I had to putt like, I don't even know, like, like com- a completely different direction in the hole to land this. Like it was, it was like, a miracle it worked. And I looked at the, the team we were playing and I looked at my dad and I said, there's there's no chance in hell this is going in. But if it does, you guys better watch. And I gave it the old Oakman touch and it went up for like, I don't know, 10 feet, 12 feet. And then it started coming down and around and it slowly lined right up. And then it did a little bit of a right move and it dropped right the fuck in. And I was like, what? It wasn't a lot of money. It was just bragging rights, really. It was ten that's bucks, awesome. but yeah, still cool. Um, that's that's cool. That that uh, uh, me and my brother and my dad played in a golf outing mm-hmm. a few weeks ago with uh, with a childhood friend of my brother's, and my brother's friend got longest putt in that outing. That's awesome. it was a similar thing. It was just we were just like, ah, fuck, it. I just hit it. And like, and he, goes. and he sunk it. We're like, what the hell? Like, and he ended up, I don't even want like twenty bucks or something. Yeah. But like, yeah. it was, uh, it's, it's awesome when you, when you get that because, yeah, I like. Don't you think it almost always has to be just shit luck? Those like, kind of things that, for like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way that I mean, sometimes for sure the best golfer gets like the longest putt Mm -hmm. but usually it's like some jackass that like just beans it from fucking 45 feet away and it just happens to go in it's the pin and drops or something because because it would be so hard to have a skilled putt go in from that far away i mean you can always get them close but like to get it to drop i mean like it takes some skill to kind of read the green i mean if i would have putted right at the hole it would have been nowhere near it would have dropped yeah. off the far edge of the fairway or the green but like you gotta kind of size it up and get an idea but like those greens are are managed well enough but they all play a little bit different even you know and it was misting and like there was a little bit of rain and like it was like who who knows how the ball is going to travel here yeah i got lucky but i like to say it was all all me but um yeah it well could be it is what it is but that was fun 
so that's kind of that brings us here. One of one of my land's music videos is going to be dropping soon. Uh, we're trying to get everything lined up for the release on digital, and as soon as that's scheduled, we're going to put up a link for the pre-order. So if you guys listeners are all interested in my rock and roll band, we're going to have a pre-order up for our vinyl record and for uh, CDs. And then uh, I don't think there's a way to do a pre-order on digital, but at the very least, you can watch the cool music video, um, and I'll be posting about that. So that aside, Jake, let's talk about PlayStation. We're well into the podcast at this point. So every episode, we talk about games that we're playing, and uh, I have jumped right back into Cyberpunk 2077 because it got the 2.0 update, and I've been playing it on that. And uh, CD Projekt Red said that recently that they they really encourage everybody to just start a new a new game, new save, just start a new game, play it. This is this is the way with the skill trees and stuff. But you know, I, I had started kind of a new game when they announced Phantom Liberty, so I'm I'm playing a a female hacker who's like really fast and uh, good with blades, not necessarily trying to stealth at all but just like like a samurai who's just like fuck you and uh a badass so it's fun i tried some of the vehicular combat it's i haven't gotten in any vehicle combat but i did figure out how to how the aiming systems work and whatnot and man this game is so good i mm, it's just this is the same thing that kind of happened with the witcher but not not as worse way worse than the witcher but like when the witcher 3 came out that game was not perfect and about a year, two and a half years later, it had all this DLC. It was supported. There were all the bugs pretty much been worked out. And everyone's like, this is the greatest fucking game ever. You know what I mean? And like Cyberpunk 2077 is absolutely awesome now. I love it. I think it's a great game. So I've been playing that. I haven't played anything else really. I didn't pull the trigger on Bubble Bobble 4, but uh, I don't know. And uh, I'm excited. We're going to talk about the, the October PS Plus games that leaked. And uh, that'll be something I definitely take advantage of this time around. But Jake, what are you what are you playing? You playing anything? Uh, I've been nothing new. I've been playing Starfield still, and I'm about twenty four, twenty five hours into that. And then uh, yesterday, I played a little bit of while I was uh trying to keep my mind off of the vertigo thing i was playing a little because i could if i sit still i could it's weird if i sit still i could play video games like watching things that move don't bother me but moving myself bothers me so i was playing a little bit of a uh, sea of stars again to uh make a little bit more headway on that um but nothing really new to say i mean still enjoy both games uh, that's about it, though. That's all she wrote, huh? I uh, I did post if anyone's even interested a uh, side mission of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It's just a side. It's a side mission that's really kind of funny. It's called Small Man Big Mouth, and uh, you either agree or don't agree to go do this thing. It's on our YouTube page. It only has like three views, but uh, I thought it was absolutely awesome, and it's and it's a good representation of how this game can play and how cool it is. So if you're at all interested in that and just checking a side mission that's like not really super pertinent to the game and you're just curious, uh, that would be kind of the, uh, a way to check it out. 
So I don't know, man. Um, let's get on to the next news. Or let's get into the news. How about we haven't talked about any news yet? And uh, we have no listener feedback this time around, Jake, which is fun. And if there is and I missed it, I apologize. It's been kind of a very busy week, week and a half. So the first news point is that the Tokyo Game Show is happening or maybe has already happened, I think. I'm, I'm not sure when it runs, but Square Enix had a showing of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth gameplay and how traversal in the open areas will be handled. Gameplay footage included Chocobo riding, which the player controls, among other things. I didn't watch this, but I thought it was relevant because everyone's super jazzed about this game. I just didn't want anything spoiled, and I, I guess that it looks really good. Jake, did you happen upon this? Did you see this? I mean, I heard it. I heard about it, but I... Like you, I didn't watch it because, quite frankly, I'm going to play it whether I see this trailer or not. And I would much rather it not ruin anything for me than um, take the chance that I might learn something. But, I mean, I I fully believe that it's going to be – that it's going to be good. So That's it? That's all you got? Yep. Next news point. Easy enough. Simple. Okay. The October PS Plus games have leaked. And I'm actually kind of excited about this. We we, we talked about last last episode, or was that this episode we're going to talk about this? Um, let me look here. Yeah, we'll, we'll include this. We'll include these two news points. The Callisto Protocol PS5, PS4B has been leaked to be a PlayStation Plus game for October, as well as Farming Simulator 2022. Now, I don't see a third game. So either there isn't one or it just didn't leak. So on the topic of Callisto Protocol, as we scooch on down the notes, Jake, second to last... After the not-so-well-received Callisto Protocol, creator Glenn Schofield has left Striking Distance Studio to pursue new opportunities. And along with Mr. Schofield's departure, the studio will also see the departure of Chief Operating Officer Stacey Harada and Chief Financial Officer Johnny HSU. The Shu Shu, I don't know how to pronounce that. And then Schofield was the CEO of the company. And taking over will be Steve Popatis. And uh, Schofield indicates in quotes... Creating Striking Distance Studios has been an incredibly an incredible journey, and I'm so proud of what we've achieved with Callisto Protocol, a game close to my heart. While pursuing a new adventure is exciting, leaving Striking Distance Studios is bittersweet. But I know the studio is in excellent hands. So what do you make of that? Schofield leaving Striking Distance Studios. What's he going to do next? What's going on? I don't know. If I had to guess, I'd say he probably got a lot of flack for how expensive that game was considering uh, what they ended up with. I don't – I'm one of those people when I talked about it on the show because I, I beat that game. I I think it's a pretty good game if I'm being honest. I'm not going to sit here and say it's great or it's like um, the most amazing thing ever or if it's it's just as good as Dead Space. But I think that because we're getting it for 
quote unquote free with PS Plus, you should definitely play it if you're in that if you're interested in that type of game. It's not super long; It'd take you maybe eight to ten hours to beat it, and uh, I think that it's a it's a really really neat, well polished survival horror experience. It the most annoying thing about it is the the dodge system in it, and as long as you can kind of wrap your head around that. Which might take a couple hours. It uh, it's perfectly serviceable. So I'm guessing that it, everything with him leaving probably has to do with. I mean, he might have just been like, "Okay, well, I want to move on to something else because I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to sit here and and get my tinfoil hat out and and assume that like, oh, he's leaving because they're forcing him out because the game was too expensive." Right. But that game notoriously cost like two two hundred million dollars or something crazy like that. For for what it is, that's way too much money. So considering a game like Horizon Forbidden West cost about the same amount of money and is way more bang for your buck than uh, what they got out of it at, at striking distance, I I have to imagine that maybe if not that specific point but the in, like the environment in the studio that was created because of because of its criticisms is probably what caused him to either want to leave or to be asked to leave yeah interesting do you think he's going to stay with video game making or do you think uh you think he's just like done i don't know i mean could we see him return and make a Dead Space? These guys game? usually. What's that? You think he's going to return and do Dead Space? Maybe. I mean, if 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 EA wants to do another like remake Dead Space two, or if they want to make a new Dead Space or something like that, maybe he could find his way back over there. But uh, these creative types, especially the ones that are of the caliber to make games as good as Dead Space, they don't typically stay away from the industry. They might go away for a little bit, and then they have to come back and and make their mark somehow. So I'd be shocked if he never made another game. But um, I don't know where where he'll end up. Yeah, fair enough. I agree. That's an interesting point, and uh, I, I you know I hope it wasn't any negative juju or negative anything going on. I just hope it was just like he's like you know what I I did what I set out to do. I wanted to make a uh, Dead Space predecessor or something like that. It's another space game. Start a studio. Proved to myself I can do it. And then he did it. And now maybe he's just like, I'm done. Or I'm going to go try something else. Or maybe he got an offer he couldn't refuse by somebody else. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. But interesting. Well, hey, uh, the next news point, which is a game that I, I thought looked looks actually really, really cool is Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. There's a new kind of uh, trailer out about this game that kind of shows some of the gameplay, more the mechanics and stuff, if, if you want to look into that. I believe it's on the Sony blog. But this game has been uh, inevitably delayed for lack of any reason outside of just trying to dodge the whirlwind of October, November, December of 2023. It's a smart move. The studio, Don't Nod, I believe, are trying to uh, get... Give give the game the best wheels you know possible. So so it was going to le- uh, release on in November, 
And now it's going to be releasing February 13th of 2024. So, dude, the next six months are just going to be chock full of games. Games that got pushed out because they were too scared to go in October that were that were going to be good. And then the great games dude, in October, November. One of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to be playing games from the next four months until the end of next year, or some of these games are going to get lost. And I I really hate to think that that might happen. But, dude, there's so much coming out. We've got just this, just coming up in the next few weeks, we've got Spider-Man and Alan Wake 2. <laughs> and that doesn't include, you know, all these other games that I'm not even thinking about. And then now... We've got February, we've got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and now we've got Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden, and dude, the, the, these next four to six months are going to be just a, a gnarly time in video game releases, and I don't think that November 13th would have been a bad window for them to delete it in. Or to, to they could have moved it to like early December, and I think it would have been okay. But something else is coming out in December. Oh, Avatar is coming out in early December. Right. So like, there's like just shit everywhere. And uh, is February thirteenth the right Valentine's Day? No, that's the fourteenth, right? Yeah, thirteenth. Um, is that the right time? I don't know. But they could find themselves in a similar position even at that point. Because, like, there are still big games that haven't announced their release dates yet. And it could be entirely possible that more games will push back. Something might drop in the same week as this. It's just ridiculous. It's like, okay, well, what do you do? I, I don't know. But, I mean, it's a good problem to have. I'm, I'm okay with that. But uh, I'm feeling a little bit – honestly, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed with, like, the games that are coming out. Specifically because we've got – like, I'm playing Starfield mm. right now. I'm 25 hours into it, and I feel like I've barely started it. And yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 is sitting there, and I'd love to try that game. It looks like it would be very fun, but it's also a huge-ass game. And then we, we've got uh, – Spider-Man 2, which I think they came out and said I, – I don't know if you had this in your notes. But I think they came out and said that it was going to be like somewhere between like 20 to 30 hours long, which is which is good. That's a reasonable length for an open world game like that. But then you got Alan Wake 2, which they already said that they're going to bloat the shit out of that story. So it's going to be 40 hours long or whatever the fuck. And uh, then – Avatar is an open world game. That's probably going to be bloated as fuck. So it's like, who, how am I supposed to play all this shit? I just want one of these freaking companies to release a game that's 10 hours long. That's all I want. And then I'll feel happy. I'll gladly give you $70 for a 10 hour game. I don't know. We don't have to have this conversation again. But I'm just, I'm feeling overwhelmed thinking about all the games that are coming out. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, there was an article on Push Square about how t the beginning of 2024 is going to be nothing to scoff at like there's and they had a list i didn't i didn't write it down i was going to talk about it but there's enough news points here so move forward this is brand new news and uh we are maybe 
benefiting from doing a Wednesday show and uh, being a little late. So this news comes way of like Push Square. I don't think it's really their news story, but I found this on their website. And so apparently Sony is investigating, as they put it, an alleged hack of, quote unquote, all systems by ransomware group. And uh, Sony put out a short statement. This is per Push Square's article um, verbatim uh, regarding the recent report about an alleged ransomware attack on the company. Sony told IGN that we're currently investigating the situation. We have no further comment at this time. So the ransomware group is uh, called Ransomed.VC. They are stating that they've compromised all Sony systems. And uh, they said that they're going to be selling the data because Sony doesn't want to pay. So they publicly put it out there that this data is for sale, and uh, they are—they have apparently backed up what they're saying they've been able to do with some sort of proof, which is like screenshots of login pages and all kinds of stuff that they've been able to get into. So this is kind of scary, actually. Um, these hacker groups, man, I can't even imagine the amount of money that they make. I can't even begin to fathom the number, the amount of money these hacker groups make. Uh I have my payment through Sony, not through my credit card or debit card or anything. It's it's through my PayPal. And in order to make any payments, I have to log into PayPal every single time and uh, do it that way. So hopefully my card and stuff's protected, but this is something to always be concerned about. I don't know what they have, if they have what they say they have. Sony went through a huge hack, Jake, when we were covering it years and years ago. And uh, it, they shut the network down. And uh, the network was down for a long time, and it made the news, and it was a big deal. So this group apparently didn't list the price for the the information they have, but they did provide some sort of contact information. Um, And uh, it's it's weird. So I, I don't know what to make of this. I'm I'm looking at this article, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but. It's it's crazy. I don't know. This is gonna be you're gonna be hearing a lot about this this week. I guarantee it. You know, I guarantee this is gonna be this is like breaking news as of today. Yeah, they made it seem like maybe the 28th was gonna be the deadline, and that's in a couple days. So I guess we'll find out in a couple days what's going on. But. uh yeah, I don't know if if it if it comes if it turns out that like you know payment methods and stuff have been compromised, then I'll obviously have to request a new credit card or something like that. I mean, other than that, I don't have any real personal information on on Sony stuff. Right. But uh, I do have a credit card linked to the account to pay for my PS Plus and all that kind mm-hmm. of junk. So. I'll be keeping an eye on it to see to see what happens, but hopefully this isn't a this isn't a a, a repeat of the whole 2011 hack thing. That was terrible. That took the took the network down for a month. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know that Sony would let that happen again because it would fuck them up. But it's possible. 
it's always possible they could figure out how they, it would might take them that long. I have to imagine after that last hack though, they've they've sort of they've implemented some kind of strategy to make it so that they could seal breaches much faster. And I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it's a little bit uh a little bit optimistic to think that, but I'm really hoping that there's nothing super Super crazy here because they, they made it sound like the ransomware company was like, well, Sony's not going to pay us, so we're going to sell it on the open market or the black market, I guess. And uh, if nobody buys it, we'll just publish it. We'll just release it for free to the to everybody. And it's like, okay, well, um, the fact that Sony's not willing to pay for it tells me that uh, – you know, not that they, you know, they might just have a, a no pay policy regardless of how damaging the information is. But I wonder if, if any of this information is similar to everything that's been hacked or that's been leaked recently on the Microsoft side, where basically their whole plan from the last three years has been has been leaked to the public, including like everything about their their acquisition strategies to like. You know what games are on the horizon? To internal correspondence between like the, the the Xbox guys and the Microsoft CEO and everything and all this shit. It's like the biggest leak in Microsoft history. Mm. And maybe this could be on that level where we sudden we haven't we haven't we don't know anything about anything that Sony's doing right now because they haven't announced anything of what any of the first parties are doing. Mm-hmm. We could seriously find out in two days. What everybody's working well, on. Well, buckle up. If this, yeah, if this leak is, you know, is what it is. Now, they do so, They do say Sony, but not PlayStation specifically, you know. So it could just be something else. Maybe not even 100% PlayStation related. It could just be Sony. But they say all systems. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck that yeah, means. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. I would have to imagine, I would have to imagine PlayStation is part of that, but. It would have to be. All right. Well, next news point. Baldur's Gate 3 now has received its third patch, which apparently really improves upon the already welcome PS5 version of the game. The update is 8 gigabytes and balances certain gameplay systems and improves upon the game's performance. Other additions with this patch include a mirror that permits you to change your appearance during the game, a 30 frames per second quality mode stabilization, and improvements to hit the targeted 60 frames per second performance mode stabilization. And though I've not played this game, Jake, uh, you can now level up multiple characters at once rather than clicking on them individually, which just based on that statement alone, I'm sure is welcome improvement to the game. So uh, there's nothing I detest more in a game where you have to manage multiple characters and it's yep. tedious to level everybody up. You go to the screen, you got to pick out the things. And just, oh, just let me just fucking just one click it all. So very cool. They're still obviously supporting this game. Um, and they will be for quite a while. And uh, this game is definitely on my list of things that I'm super interested in. I don't know that we're ever going to get a good sale on this game, though, um, with how well it's doing. But, Jake, any, anything? I'm sure it'll go on sale at some point. Th- th- yeah. This seems like it would be a great black friday pickup like maybe it'll be like 40 or 50 bucks on black friday you think and that would be probably re- like if you have if you, if you are ready to play it that would be i think a good price for it but if uh 
if you're not ready to play it, I would just wait until you're ready to play it because the price will come down at some point. But yeah, I don't think it's going to go on sale that quickly just because of how popular it is. But the way that like how fickle everything is now, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's marked down within the next six months. So it's hard to say though. Yeah, I suppose I suppose it's possible. The uh, man, what what else is going on here? Oh, this is this is interesting. You guys know I'm a big Helldivers fan, and uh, Helldivers two. You can pre-order it now. I don't know why you'd pre-order anything, but it's only going to be $40. So this game gets more and more appealing every time I hear something about it. What do you think about the price point for Helldivers 2? Uh, that's pretty good. I, I, that's, like real, that's like in line with a double-A kind of indie kind of game, which is sort of what the first Helldivers was. So... I'm really curious because this game looks more expensive than a $40 game to me. And so I, I hope that it's great and it's, it doesn't, they're not selling themselves short and that this is a boon for them. Yeah. It could, it could just be that they're, they're putting it at that price point to try and boost the, their numbers to get more players in to, to kind of build the ecosystem and everything because it is like a predominantly online game. You can't play it by yourself, but you'd be playing with bots and things like that. So, uh, I don't know. I I think that that's that's awesome. I wish more games would explore these like variable price points for games. Like I I think that you know it would be I I would much rather like if Sony was like okay the Wolverine game is gonna it's only gonna be ten hours long, but we're gonna charge you. Fifty dollars for it instead of seventy bucks. Keep dreaming. Or like, oh, The Witcher Four is a hundred dollars, but it's worth a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why. Like, this is one of the only industries outside of like CDs, like music and stuff like that, where everything has to be the same fucking price. I don't. I really don't understand it. Um, and I think that forty dollars is a is a great price point for a new game, mm. especially something like this. This might be a little niche, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm all about it. Very good, very good. As a quick aside, I just got a text from Troy, and uh, our first single for our record, American Crows, is going to be pre released on eleven three, so you'll be able to listen to it. Sorry, sorry, not eleven three, ten six next Friday. So you'll be able to listen to the first track off of our new record, 10-6. You heard it here first. But I agree about Helldivers, man. That's That game's going to be good. And I, I wonder, too, if maybe they know that down the road it's going to be a PS Plus game, so they don't want to charge too much for it for that reason, too. You know what I mean? It could be. I mean, they could even announce that it's coming to PS Plus Extra or Premium, like, right off the bat. Ooh. That would be pretty. That would be a pretty baller move, but I don't think they would do that. I think they're going to try and sell it first. Yeah. Yep, that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. So, here's the thing about this next news point, and I don't. I guess I don't understand. Metal Gear Solid One of. 
so one of the three games. Sorry, Jesus, I can't. I can't read my notes. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One, right, is uh, going to include. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, and then Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, so Metal Gear Solid 1 will not be running at 60 frames per second on this Master Collection. However, Metal Gear Solid 2 and Sons of uh, that which is Sons of Liberty and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater will run at 60 frames per second. They announced that this collection is going to launch on PS4 and PS5 on October 24th. There's another October fucking thing coming your way. But mm. what do you why why can't they get Metal Gear Solid 1 to run at 60? I have no idea. This makes no sense to me. I mean, there clearly has to be a reason for it. I there must be something about like the way that uh the PlayStation One architecture works, or, although I don't know. I mean, I think it's it just seems like maybe they it was probably more difficult for them to put the effort in to make it run at sixty than the other games, and they're just like fuck it, it's going to sell regardless. Who cares? Let's not put the work in. And mm. that seems I know that's pretty cynical, but that seems ridiculous that they would even release this with Metal Gear Solid One running it. At uh, uh, 30 frames. Because, to be completely honest with you, it's the one that most people probably are going to buy this collection to play. We can already, pl- we already had re releases of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. Right. Um, and, I, I mean, granted, that was a few years ago now, but. Even still, I don't know, man. This is really disappointing, though. Not that I was necessarily going to play it to begin with, but it just seems kind of, kind of silly to me, if I'm being honest. It's weird. Like I, I don't think I'll ever understand why you can't get a game from the PS1 era to run at 60, unless it just looks like garbage and it's too fast or something. Which is very possible. yeah. They're very they're very well could be. I know like those older games. Depending on the, uh, depending on like the way that the frames were made and stuff. Sometimes it's hard for them to um, to increase the frame rate without like fucking the game up horribly with like the jitters and all that kind of shit. So. Because you have to like make phantom frames and stuff for it to work. Because yeah. the original game didn't didn't like didn't uh, render that fast. So I don't know. It, there could be like a serious problem underneath, but it seems weird that it would be an issue for this game. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think it would have, regardless though. I think it would have been worth it for them to put the effort in to figure it out, or at least explain why it's not that way. Mm. And hopefully somebody is going to ask is going to grill Konami about it. Yeah, or whoever's doing the port. But uh, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. It's just kind of weird. I, I'm a. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, but I do love the franchise, and uh, I'm just like my recent experiences with Metal Gear have not been great because we got burnt on the ending of Phantom Pain. 
And now there's this where, like, the one game... The frames per second usually isn't a big deal, but, like, I don't know. I think the last game I played was on Vita, the last two Metal Gear games, outside of Phantom Pain. I think I played uh, whatever collection that was. It was Snake Eater and the other one. I don't know. Maybe it was Sons of Liberty. I don't know. But I played those two. On the, Sons of Liberty was two. Yeah. So I played those, and... uh then I played the PS3 one that was really weird. It was like Old Snake. Which one was that one? Was that Sons of Liberty? Oh, four. Was that four? I played that one. Yeah. I played a lot Sons of them. Of the but like, it's not a game that I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Although I did love Phantom Pain. It's just I just feel like we got so ripped off on the ending of that game. It's such a masterful game, too. The way that game played, everything about it was so good. But uh, left high yeah. and dry. MGS5 was dope. It was so good. It just, you, there was no ending to it. So that kind of sucked. Yeah. All right. Well, moving forward, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, and it is spooky season now. So we are officially there. Um, I'm going to give it a quick shout out. I haven't played it, but it's first month since it's been out. It's had a pretty impressive 4 million players. So there's a thirst for this game. And the studio announced this recently in a, in a tweet, and they indicated, that's a whole lot of barbecue. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. So that's cool. Uh, a game I probably won't play, but a game I'm anticipating probably uh, doing even more numbers here in uh, this Halloween. I wonder how many leather faces we see walking around of, like, kids Seems like whenever a game game picks up, uh, the kids all dress up like the characters from the game. They'll have freaking Leatherface in Fortnite or something. Like children, yeah, children <laughs> like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Last last Halloween, uh, I was dressed up as uh, Michael Myers, and uh, this other kid was dressed up like Michael Myers, and like he goes, "Oh, you're Michael Myers from from the, from the third Halloween." And I, I didn't know if I was. I mean, I'm a fan, but, like, I, I just bought a fucking mask. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. He, goes, he goes, I'm Michael Myers, blah, 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 blah. And he had the burnt face one. And he's, like, a little kid, though, so the head was, like, huge on his little body. And I gave him, like, all kinds That's of That's cool that he, like... He knew. Like, I mean, his, his parents probably shouldn't have been letting him watch those movies. Yeah. But, like, it's... Uh, it's cool that he, he's, like, that much of a fan that he really puts that kind of thought into it. Yeah, like he wanted to be a specific Michael Myers. Yeah. And I will say the the, the mask, the Michael Myers mask with like the half-face torched does look really awesome. Um, he just looks a little more badass for whatever reason. Uh, I just have the old school one, which is scary in its own right, but the torched one is more badass, and I think the, this, the all white with the fucking hair is just like shooting out and stuff and looking weird. Yeah. It's just creepy. Um so if you want to look like a badass, get the torch one. If you want to look fucking like a weirdo, get the other one. So that being said, Jake, let's move on to this next news point. And uh, this is interesting because a game series that I really am a fan of is Tomb Raider. The new Tomb Raider games are really good. So at least, you know, the newer ones. I, I never I never really played the earlier ones, like back on like uh, GameCube and stuff. But um, the property of Tomb Raider is now in the hands uh, is in the hands of Crystal Dynamics, and, and they've recently announced that they've cut ten employees, nine being marketing brand focused employees, and the other being an IT position. And this, I would have to think, must be directly related to 
um, the necessary restructuring going on with the Embracer Group. So don't forget the new Tomb Raider game is being bankrolled and funded by Amazon. So Amazon money is going to be paying for the new Tomb Raider game. And I don't know what's going to happen with that, but we'll probably honestly be lucky if we get it on PlayStation 5. I, I don't know. I hope we do. But with it being involved with Embracer Group and stuff, it's hard to say what's going to happen with this game. Jake, do you, or do you care about the 10 people being laid off from Crystal Dynamics? Do you do you say, fuck it, it's part of the industry, go find another job? Of course you feel bad. But like 10 doesn't seem like a lot to me. Probably not for their team, but... I mean, I always feel bad when somebody loses their job. Obviously, that's not good. But when you're passionate about, like, the product and the creative side of things, it's really hard to, like, muster up the, like, uh, as much compassion for, like, the business side of it. Because a lot of time the business side of it is what we as gamers have the biggest problem with. As far as the industry goes, Mm -hmm. why are you charging us for this? You shouldn't be charging us for that. Why did you release it here when it was broken? Just because you wanted to appease shareholders like in marketing kind of falls into that. It's just the act of selling the game. So I do feel bad for these people losing their jobs. That sucks. I was being facetious, um, but it's just it's it's much more. But it's much more. Like, I'm just getting at it. it's like at, from like a game enthusiast. It's much more difficult to be comp- like uh, to to find the same level of compassion as someone that's like, oh, they laid off half their studio. The, the, they laid off the the team that made the combat in fucking Tomb Raider. Or they, they laid off the writers that made the stories or whatever. Like, excuse me. That type of thing is it, it hits a little bit closer to home. But I'm sure these people will land on their feet. There's a million and one things that need sold out there. There's a million and one uh, servers that need fixed. Yeah. So I'm sure that uh, they probably, hopefully within Embracer, have... A, a resource for these people to be able to find new positions. I agree. I agree. Do you think the new Tomb Raider game's coming to PS5? Uh, why? Why wouldn't it? I mean, it's entirely possible that that they're gonna sell this studio to Microsoft or something. In which case, it probably wouldn't come to PlayStation. Well, do you remember the last Tomb Raider? But, it had a. It, it was an exclusive release. It was like Xbox got the last Tomb Raider a year in advance. No, that was two Tomb Raiders ago. The third one came out on time. Yeah. Oh well, then okay. Well, then maybe. Yeah, we're, I, don't, I don't. Maybe we're okay. I don't think that. I don't think they did that with Shadow of the Tomb Raider because they realized how much money they fucking lost on the second one because they did that. So uh, now, granted, that was Square Enix at the time. That was not Embracer Group. So it's entirely possible that their business strategy has changed. And maybe this even has, like, them doing this has something to do with them embrace or selling Crystal Dynamics. I have no idea. But yeah. uh, it's hard to say. I imagine it will come to PlayStation. Something drastic. That's wild, man. Um, yeah, I hope it works out. Hope it works out. Uh, we get it on day one because I'm going to buy Tomb Raider day one. 
That's just how I'm going to roll. Although I didn't like the third one as much as the second one. I thought the second and first one were comparable. The third one was just a little too open world for me. But uh, it was fine. I played it one time. Yeah. But moving on to the last news point today, Jake. And this is a doozy. And this is a really freaking weird thing. It was essentially a shadow announcement, if that's possible. And the most nonchalant way to announce a game with a lineage of support. Ubisoft has announced The Division 3. They just mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, we're working on a a, a team. We're recruiting a team to start The Division 3 project. And people are like, what? (laughs) Like, what? And like, yeah. So, like, yeah, Division 3 is happening. They confirmed it in a really nonchalant, blasé, fucking weird way. No trailer, no anything. It was just said. So, well, we're looking at probably years and years away. Yeah, but I'm happy as a Division fan, actually. I'm pretty stoked on this. I played the, I put a ton of hours in Division 2. Sean, one of our, one of our patrons, he and I used to roll around in the Division world all the time together. And, uh, man, Division is such a good game. Um, but yeah, I, ho- I hope, I mean, we know Heartland is being worked on right now, but that, that's not, that's a different studio. I don't think Massive is involved in that, are they? My guess is that this game isn't even, like, going to really begin until uh, Avatar comes out in December, because Massive's doing that. So... This game is years away, probably. Yeah, so I don't even think that a proper title for this news point is that it was announced so much as maybe it was just confirmed. <laughs> it did not yeah. feel like an announcement. It was like an affirmation that, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do this. But, like, they're hiring now for the team. And uh, real quick on a side note, let me tell you something. And I won't name his name because I'm not allowed to. But you and I know this guy. Well, you know him through me. We have a friend who uh, got a job at ZeniMax. And uh, he is so fucking stoked. And I'm so excited for him. He's earned it. And here's the crazy thing. I know this is this is like the opposite of PlayStation News. But he knows about shit that he can't tell people. And I'm like, man, that's what you have to fucking... He had to, say, he had to sign NDAs just to go through the interview process. <laughs> which is awesome. I believe it. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. He was he was telling me that like it was like secret service shit. Like like he got in there and he had to like interview with like 35 different people. Like they threw questions at him about how would you handle this and like here's projects that we're working on. It was like Bethesda shit and stuff. And uh he learned all kinds of stuff, but I was talking with him and I if, if I understand him correctly, his job is going to be Essentially, being an in-game photographer and marketer for like using in-game assets, using in-game assets to try to sell the game and use them for advertising stuff. Like, how fucking dope would a job like that be? It would be so fucking cool. I don't know. So it's pretty neat. Yeah. So that's super cool. So we now officially know somebody in the game industry. Unfortunately, they are on the other side of the line. They're working for the wrong team. Um. But I'm so happy for him. <laughs> so happy because uh, I mean, this guy yeah. is a great dude, and uh, he's worked very, very hard to get where he's at. So super stoked about that. But So I just thought I'd throw that out there because it is video game related. It's cool shit. But uh, next 
thing we talk about, Jake, is uh, new games coming out. You know, every episode we talk about new games being released. There's a couple big ones this time. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep this podcast relatively short. It's uh, Tuesday night. We're recording. But the new games are for September 19th, Lies of P. I played the demo. Wasn't my bag of tea, but I think a lot of people liked it. September 21st, we're, we we uh, got, I should say, instead of saying we're getting, we got Rin, The Last Child, PS5, PS4, Paper Man Adventure Delivered, PS5, PS4, and Hellsweeper VR, PSVR 2. September 22nd, Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill Slaps and Beans 2, PS5. Don't even get it. Uh, Cyber Citizen Shockman 2, A New Menace, PS5, PS4, Rainbow High Runway Rush, PS5, PS4, in Shuyan Saga on PS5 and PS4. Those were the games. So those new game announcements are going to get more and more wild as we roll in to October. But uh, Lies of P was a game people were really stoked about. I guess people really like it, and it's it's out now, and I guess people are digging it. So yeah. Uh, good for them. I mean, I think the game looks cool, but it's a Souls like, so it's not something that I'm really all that interested. in. Yeah, this is like the Pinocchio theme shit. Like, it's uh, it's got a really neat, neat aesthetic and setting. So I, I did appreciate that when I played it, but ah, man, I'm just not into these games. You know, I think if they played like Tomb Raider or if they played like God of War and the action felt like that, it would be way more fun. But the action always seems really stiff in these games, and your guy, your character usually walks like really excessively slow, unnecessarily. And the you know there's a stamina bar, and it's like, man, I don't know, it's not my thing. I'd rather play a beat 'em up. Jake, what uh, do you have anything for the listeners before we before we call out of here? It's it's eight twenty p.m. on Tuesday, the twenty sixth, and. Uh, I gotta be up at like six in the morning tomorrow. I gotta get the shit uploaded. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't have anything really else to say, um, except I I've been thinking about buying one of these Insta three sixty cameras. Yeah, are those are with awesome. These? Those tiny ones. That yeah, that they do three their three sixty video action cameras. Yeah, they look awesome and. But they're, I mean, dude, these action cameras are so expensive. I mean, they're not, if you think about it compared to like, you know, a camera camera, I guess they're not that expensive. But when you're considering something that you're literally considering putting on your, uh, you know, motorcycle and fucking yeeting it off into the yard, <laughs> like, like it, it, it seems kind of ridiculous to pay that kind of money for it. But right. dude, some of the shots you can get and the, the, these Insta360 cameras, they have that like, um, what do they call it? It's like the invisible. Uh, they call it like the invisible selfie stick or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and it's like a selfie stick or like a mount that in the 360 it knows to delete it from the video. So it's like the camera is just floating. Like it's it's cool as shit. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't really know how it works, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I know that's unrelated to the podcast. I was just thinking about it because I just think that those are it's a. Uh, pretty neat um pretty neat thing so 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe for next year. It's not something I really need to spend money on. But I, th- I just think that they're cool. Is all. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what, I don't even know what they run. What do those things run? So, like, a, I think you can get like a basic, a like one of the basic like candy bar style three sixty ones on sale for like three hundred dollars, yeah. but they're normally like four hundred bucks. Yeah. And then they can – I think you can get more expensive from there. But the cool thing about the Insta cameras is that they – like you can get ones that are similar to like a GoPro, mm-hmm. but they're like modular. Like you can change the lens part out for a 360 lens or change if it's got a screen or not or like the battery thing and the mounting stuff. It's like they snap together. Like it seems like a really cool platform. Right. I don't know. But uh, yeah. But that's all. That's wild. I, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to probably eat some dinner. I think Sarah's making dinner right now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to pop one of these motion pills so that it makes me sleepy. And I'm going to try and zonk out tonight. And you're going to so listen. I'll feel even better tomorrow. You're going to listen to Juvenile Slow Motion for me. Yeah, on repeat. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. <laughs> that's so good. I'm pretty sure that, that, that that's not going to put me to That sleep, would probably make you more dizzy. It might. Um, it might. I was going to yeah. say one last thing before we, before we tail out of here. Remember how we were talking about Mac products and you said like their shit is just really smart the way it works and stuff? Yeah. So my iPhone, now that I've upgraded to Ventura, uh, I'm using a Canon uh T3i to record video for the for the podcast. I could also use the webcam if I wanted. You're seeing me through the webcam on uh, Discord, but what I'm actually recording with is the T3i camera because it's better quality. What I found out I can do with Ventura is if I select a camera on Discord, um, I can just pick my fucking iPhone wirelessly. It just finds it and it just works like a regular fucking camera. How crazy is that? It just, it's no zero latency. It just fucking works. That's cool. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. So maybe one of these podcasts, I'll, I'll give you guys a little tour of my, uh, my, uh, painting station with my phone and talk about it. <laughs> uh, I don't have to do that. Wrong podcast. But yeah. but anyways, dude, uh, let's get out of here. Thanks for tuning in to episode 295 of PSS is Awesome with PlayStation Podcast. I uh, appreciate you, Jake, taking the time today, even when you weren't feeling 100% to do the show and not leaving me high and dry to uh, do this solo. And I appreciate the listeners for tuning in every, each and every week. And I guess if you want to support us don't forget we do have a Patreon a dollar a month it goes a long ways for us makes us feel good about ourselves makes us feel good about doing this not that we don't already but it makes us feel even a scotch better every time we get a new patron so um, feel free to jump in there throw us a buck if you don't have it we understand we don't expect it but it's always appreciated with that out of the way we'll see you next Wednesday so like Dragon's Dogma 2 Dragon Age and Doki Doki Literature Club. P.S. P.S. This is is awesome. Awesome.